Welcome to Word Matters, presented by the Christian Standard Bible. Word Matters is a podcast dedicated to helping Christians understand some of the most confusing and controversial passages of the Bible. Now join the conversation with your hosts, Trevin Wax and Brandon Smith. Did a witch really bring a prophet back from the dead? That is a question that we will answer on this episode of Word Matters. I'm Brandon Smith, alongside Trevin Wax, as always. And Trevin, this is a episode that people have asked for, I don't know how many times, and I kind of avoided it for a while, but I feel like enough people have asked about it, we need to talk about the Witch of Endor. Yeah, it's a little bit um, surprising that this one has come up in requests so many times, but um, it is a strange narrative that takes place at the end of 1 Samuel. Uh, this happens toward the end of uh, King Saul's life, which... I mean, if you read the history of King Saul, it's, it's a pretty sad story of a spiritual decline. Um, but this is when Saul went to consult the witch of Endor in order to see the future. And it raises a number of issues. We're not going to uh, address all of these issues, but uh, several things just immediately. Did, did the witch have the ability to bring the departed spirits of the dead back to predict the future for the living? Or was this just a demonic delusion? That's a question. Um does not only God have the power to predict the future? That's another question raised by this. Uh, do departed spirits or evil spirits also have the power to predict the future, or is that just God? Um, what other sources of revelation are out there besides the Word of God? Does this text prove that there's a way to know truth aside from the Word of God? There's a bunch of things, just follow-up questions, based on how your overall interpretation of this passage. So Yeah, and— we're going to try to keep this podcast at like normal under 20 minutes. That's so right. we're only going That's to get right. to kind of the meat of it. But it's a long passage too. Yeah. So there's a few questions that come up. And so we're going to look at the passage and, and see if we can at least knock out a few of them. So we're going to read First uh, Samuel 28, beginning in verse 3 in the CSB. And Trevor and I are going to split it up because it's, it's a pretty long passage. So starting in verse 3. By this time, Samuel had died. All Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his city. And Saul had removed the mediums and spiritists from the land. The Philistines gathered and camped at Shinnom. So Saul gathered up all of Israel, and they camped at Gilboa. Then Saul saw the Philistine camp, and he was afraid, and his heart pounded. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him in dreams, or by the Urim, or by the prophets. Saul then said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, and I will go out and consult her. And this is where it says medium in CSB, you see witch in some of the other translations. Yes, that's right. His servants replied, There is a woman at Endor who is a medium. Saul disguised himself by putting on different clothes and set out with two of his men. They came to the woman at night, and Saul said, Consult a spirit for me. Bring up for me the one I tell you. But the woman said to him, You surely know what Saul has done. Now he has cut off mediums and spiritists from the land. Why are you setting a trap for me to get me killed? Then Saul swore to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, no punishment will come to you from this. Who is it that you want me to bring up for you? The woman asked. Bring up Samuel for me, he answered. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, and she asked Saul, Why did you deceive me? You are Saul. But the king said to her, Don't be afraid. What do you see? I see a spirit form coming up out of the earth, the woman answered. Then Saul asked her, What does he look like? An old man is coming up, she replied. He's wearing a robe. And then Saul knew that it was Samuel. And he knelt low with his face to the ground and paid homage. Then picking up verse 15, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Samuel asked Saul. I am in serious trouble, replied Saul. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has turned away from me. He doesn't answer me anymore, either through the prophets or in dreams. So I've called on you to tell me what I should do. 
Samuel answered, since the Lord has turned away from you and has become your enemy, why are you asking me? The Lord has done exactly what he said through me. The Lord has torn the kingship out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, David. You did not obey the Lord and did not carry out his burning anger against Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will also hand Israel over to the Philistines along with you. Tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me, and the Lord will hand Israel's army over to the Philistines." Immediately, Saul fell flat on the ground. He was terrified by Samuel's words and was also weak because he had not eaten anything all day and all night. The woman came over to Saul and she saw that he was terrified and said to him, Look, your servant has obeyed you. I took my life in, your hand, in my hands and did what you told me to do. Now please listen to your servant. Let me set some food in front of you. Eat and it will give you strength so you can go on your way. He refused, saying, I won't eat. But when his servants and the woman urged him, he listened to them. He got up off the ground and sat on the bed. The woman had a fattened calf in her, at her house, and she quickly slaughtered it. She also took flour, kneaded it, and baked unleavened bread. She served it to Saul and his servants, and they ate. Afterward, they got up and left that night. Okay, so first question this raises is, what happened? Right? Did this witch or medium actually summon Samuel back from the dead? Is that even possible? Obviously, there's a variety of opinions on that, Trevin. So we're going to look at a few of them. Uh, the first of which is kind of the common view that Samuel genuinely appeared to King Saul, but that this happened because God made it happen, not because there was any intrinsic power on the part of the witch to affect that type of thing. Right. And this certainly is not promoting what Saul did as right. In fact, in 1 Chronicles 10, there's a comment about uh, Saul's unfaithfulness that is demonstrated in consulting this medium for guidance. Uh, and the Septuagint's reading of that text claims that Samuel appeared and answered him. Uh, so that, that is an ancient understanding of what actually happened here. Another piece of evidence for the idea that Samuel really did appear to Saul is that the woman screamed. And the, the idea there is that she's as shocked as Saul that the thing actually worked. Um, she knew something was happening that was beyond her power and abilities. In other words, she's doing her black magic stuff and God surprised her by actually bringing up Samuel to talk to Saul. Yeah, so, and another another thing that's really interesting about this view that gets brought up is that um, the idea that Samuel really appeared is that uh, the description of his appearance, he says that the, he comes mm -hmm. up in a robe, and of course Saul probably remembers when he rips the robe off and uh, had the kingdom you know, ripped away from him by Samuel. Yep. Yeah, so this now this interpretation doesn't mean that Samuel was raised from the dead and stood there bodily. It appears that God allowed Samuel's spirit or ghost to be seen for this moment. And this view says that, yes, Samuel really appeared to Saul, but not because the witch made it happen, but because God surprised the witch and made it take place, and that this was God's way of speaking one last time to a rebellious king. So that's view number one. Okay, so second interpretation says that this was a demonic delusion. So Samuel didn't actually appear, and the woman shrieked because of the excitement of the delusion that was taking place. Uh, so in this case, what we have is a demon impersonating Samuel to Saul. And there are a few reasons why this would be the case. Obviously, in scripture, there's the possibility of demons who appear in different forms, right? In 2 Corinthians 11, 14, Satan is described as appearing as an angel of light. So this view wants to stress the seriousness of staying away from fortune tellers and mediums and witches and spiritualists because there are really demonic forces at play and things that are brought out by these people are actually demonic type things. So there's nothing in the text that indicates that the woman was just a fraud, this view would say. So I mean, she really was a witch. She really facilitated the demonic delusion the way you'd expect a real witch to. And so that's one of the reasons why believers should stay away from witchcraft yeah. and Harry Potter. <laughs> well, I don't know about Harry Potter, but definitely <laughs> witchcraft. Okay, so then a third interpretation is that this witch actually did achieve the result of bringing Samuel back up from the grave for this moment. She accomplished 
what she set out to do. And it's by the power of darkness. So the difference between this view and the second view is that she didn't summon a demon, but the real Samuel. And that's why Saul reacted as he did. So this wasn't God surprising the witch or Saul by allowing Samuel to appear. This was the witch having actual communication with the dead, facilitating that moment. The difference between this and the previous interpretation is though, is though, is that it wasn't a demonic delusion. It was actually Samuel. So we got three views. First view, God surprised the witch and actually allowed Samuel to appear. Second view, this was a de demonic delusion. It was a demon impersonating Saul. Third interpretation, the woman was successful as a witch in bringing Samuel back from the dead for this moment. Obviously, God allowed that to happen, but God isn't the principal actor in that moment. It actually is evil calling up Samuel. So, Brandon, your take. Three views, which one? Pick okay, so a side. I'm definitely not going to take number two, uh, the demonic delusion. Um Primarily because I think I think part of the reason why that interpretation has come up is because people are so afraid of witchcraft and fortune tellers, and it's a good way to make a make a point that we shouldn't listen to them. But as far as how the text reads, um, the 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 message that Samuel gives Saul seems pretty legit, actually. I mean, he's he's rebuking him and saying, "You didn't listen to the Lord. This is kind of your fault." Whereas sounds I, like Samuel, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like yeah, exactly. Sound, if it were Satan, it would sound more like he would be trying to get him to do something worse to make it worse for himself. And Samuel's not doing that in here. So I feel like if Satan were in charge of that, Satan would have done more to ruin Saul instead of trying to actually um, call him out for his lack of faith. Um, so it really comes down to the first and the third view to me. The third view is interesting to me because the one thing that I have a hard time with is when you when you say, well, the woman, one of the, one of the parts of it is the woman shrieked because she was so surprised that God did this. The flip side is if she really believes that she's a spiritualist, medium, witch or whatever, she thinks that what she's doing is legit, I would assume. I mean, I guess you could say she was faking it the whole time and just, you know, ripping people off for money or whatever. But she did She did seem surprised, but it was kind of weird to me that, like, she seemed surprised, but she's assumedly done this before, or at least believed that she has, right? So it's possible there that maybe there was demonic. She actually did do it, and there was demonic in, in influence there. But again, that comes back to the whole thing of Samuel gave Saul a legit message. So that's why I end up leaning on number one is that ultimately that message that Samuel is giving to Saul seems like something Samuel would say. It seems like it's something Saul needed to hear. And so God was using that moment to show him the truth. And so in some weird way, that's why I can't figure out some weird way, why didn't God just rebuke him directly? Why did he use the witch? But there's probably something more there that I'm not catching up on. So what do you think? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think you're you're right that the the shriek isn't enough on its own to lean you to to make you lean toward the first option, and I I go with the first option. I think I do think that the scream is a is a key part of interpreting what's happening here. Um, I, I I agree with you though. That does not mean this woman was a fraud. That that she didn't actually have any contact with demonic forces, or that she had never done anything like this. I think I think she seems though legitimately surprised that whatever she was used to to doing, calling up or yeah. doing for people, this was different. I think the shriek indicates that there's something different about this moment than what she's normally used to in just her day-to-day -day work of, of, of being a, a medium. Um, she seems legitimately surprised that Samuel has shown up. So even though the text is not explicit in saying, yeah, God made this happen, um, I think the logic and the force of the description here, as well as the fact Samuel appears to really be there, um, the fact that the text talks about Samuel speaking to Saul as if it's Samuel— the text never says the spirit, you know, Samuel's spirit or the right. spirit that seemed to be yeah. Samuel. It just says Samuel. Um, so that kind that makes me think that the first interpretation is right. 
And yeah, in the Bible, you don't see other examples of witches actually communicating with the dead or bringing up their ghosts. This would be, some people would say, well, this is the example yeah, of that. That's why it's, it's so weird. This yeah. is why it's weird. It's in there. Well, okay. Um, but I think the nature of this description is that this wasn't just a, denom- a demonic delusion, and it wasn't just that the woman was successful, but that the real Samuel showed up by God's power, not by hers, and that's why there was this reaction. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could say, too, maybe why she shrieked. Another devil's advocate is that she was sitting good, there saying, good pun like, there, devil's advocate. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> so she's sitting there saying, um, you know, hey, I don't want to do this because it's been outlawed. You're going to get me killed. And when it happens, she's like, dadgummit, now I'm going to be killed. <laughs> yeah, so oh, true. Could be that yeah, no, I didn't think about that. But I do agree oh, with yeah. you. I think number one is, is the best interpretation. So how would you preach or teach this? Well, you know, the summary of this in Chronicles is that Saul did not inquire any of any longer of the Lord. Now, that when you read that, you think, well, actually, the whole reason he went is because he, I mean, he first consulted the prophets in the passage. The Lord wasn't answering him. But the reality is the Lord was not answering Saul because Saul's heart was no longer truly open to hearing from God. Yeah. And the silence, and this is an interesting thing and should, I think, cause us to shiver a bit. Um, the silence of God in some situations can be a result of our own hardness of heart. Um, so the focus here is on repentant spirits, on humble hearts, by all means. I think there's something to be said here about a warning to stay away from witchcraft and dark magic yeah. and consulting the dead or trying to foretell the future, going to even if you think you're going to someone who you think is just a fraud or something fun, this isn't something that to be dealt with lightly. So I think there is that as well. But the the real takeaway here is this this moment where you've run so far from God that not only um uh, that your heart really isn't isn't open to him. And even in your inquiries that you would be making, you're really not receptive. Yeah. Really not receptive. Yeah, that's good. I think the only thing I'd add to that too is it's in some sense, the medium being able to bring up Samuel and have Samuel rebuke him is an indictment on Saul in general. Because Saul, like you said, Saul is, the reason why he's not being, God's not responding to him is because of his hardness of heart and that True. kind of stuff. And God's basically saying, okay, fine. You want to go through a medium to get this same message that I've already been giving you. I've already told you this. This isn't something new. You already know that you've messed up. The reason why you're freaking out is because you know that you haven't followed me and you haven't done what you're supposed to do. And so it's an indictment on Saul. So when we are seeking, like you said, when we're seeking mediums or we're seeking self-help books or we're seeking other ways of doing stuff, it's an indictment on us that we're not listening to the Lord. If we're so freaked out thinking the Lord's not listening to us that we're going to go somewhere else to try to find the answer. Right, absolutely. You're smirking. Why are you smirking? No, I'm just... As I'm thinking about this, I mean, there's a there's a bit of comedy in this scene as well. So it's it's kind of a it's one of those um, it's one of those weird narratives in the Bible. I'm not surprised actually that people have asked about it because it really is. There's a if you're taking this first interpretation, there's a as scary as the scene is supposed to be. There's a bit of of comedy throughout as well. I mean, as she feeds them at the end. I mean, it's just it's just there's a little bit of a of of a of a sense that. This is tragic the way that Saul's life has ended, and it serves as a warning. Yep. But then it's also just there's a banality to the whole yeah. uh, situation that really shows just where evil can lead. Yeah, and really, you can, you can, yeah, you should be able to read this and be like, that's messed up. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, is, that's right. he is really down. He is down. He yeah, is this really is down. really bad. Yeah. All right, Trevin, thanks as always for doing this, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Word Matters has been presented by the Christian Standard Bible translation that is faithful to the original languages, but clear for today's audience. Find out more at csbible.com.